Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Hey, Leafs win. <laughs> what a fantastic feeling. Haven't felt this in a while. And on top of that, it was a much more exciting game to watch. It was like a reminder of how sloppy and boring last night's game was. Just seeing some higher octane hockey, some more competitive opponents. It was just a more exciting hockey to watch. And that's what this is all about, right? Win or lose, if it's a good game. You feel good. But the Leafs won, and that feels even better. So good. Oh, I'm glad the Leafs got the dub tonight, especially, you know, the home opener and both teams coming in looking for their first win of the season. Caps dropping the game last night to the Bruins 5-2, so they were a little mad about that. Yeah, and uh, that makes the Caps 0-2 to start the season. Welcome to Leafs Late Night. I'm your host, Roscoe. I'm joined by Fanalist. We are doing a back-to-back because the Leafs are doing a back-to-back. As always, we are presented by Inside the Rink. Thank you again to uh, our amazing writers, Nathan, Mike, and Josh, for following up on the pre-games and post-games and keeping the people informed. But now we're here to chat about it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Honestly, I don't know how you do it. You guys are on the ball getting those articles out. Uh, You guys are pros. So congrats on that. I really, really looking forward to the rest of the season with you guys. But yeah, Nathan's pregame article got me a little pumped tonight because, you know, he had three things to look out for which were Samsonov's return, uh, a more defensive structure, and the Leafs' top line. So I'd say and the Leafs hit every one of those. Yeah, I would say like two and a half. Because like yeah. the top line was good. I wouldn't say they were completely back to form yet. They weren't as dominating as we've seen them uh, capable of. Mm-hmm. But I think they're they're definitely getting back there. Marner was a lot better. I mean, Matthews was much more noticeable than he was last night. Um, didn't see a lot of bunting, though. Uh, but other than that, I think the first line was much better. The second line, though. Oh, my God. Ooh. Ooh. Has, was Dennis Mulligan the key? Or was Willie <laughs> being on the left the key? Because, oh, my God, Nylander on the left is so good. The amount of breaks he got tonight. Right? And, you know, whether... Ugh, they were flying and JT looked great. That second right. line is really good. And they historically have been the slow ones to start. So I'm glad that little change of uh, personnel there has been positive and so quick to take. Yeah, honestly, did the JT haters can shut up right about now because honestly, this guy has been on fire to start the season. All the rumors that he's getting too old or washed up, you know, throw that right out the window because right now his play is supporting my prediction of JT hitting 100 points this year minimum. So I can't wait to see that. And yeah, we, you know, last night, Leafs were sloppy. He said it himself. Keith said it. Like, it was, like, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, you know, Twitter. Half of them are kind of complaining, like, oh, you guys are complaining too much. And then the other half's like, uh, it's, you know, the worst thing ever. So, game one, now we have game two. We have to analyze every single game. So, yeah, we're going to pick on the little things. Yeah, it's... It's tough when you know what this team is capable of after last season. And even with the few changes that have happened, like the offensive power of this team is still there. So you want to see them be able to to set up and play their game. And though they won tonight, I feel like they're still getting back to being able to control the game. They weren't really doing that tonight. I feel like Washington was more in the Leafs zone and, and being able to set up than the Leafs were able to do to them. But uh, on that, they were jumping on every puck that came loose and super opportunistic. So I got to give it to them. They're, they're getting back there. It's just they're always slow to start, but I don't know. I'll take it. 
slow to start, especially with goal scoring. Like, I remember last year, I believe it took Matthews, what, six games to score his first goal. And then Marner. Remember that huge drought on the power play, right? This guy was cursed for scoring goals. But it seems like the core is getting things figured out and they realize hey, this is the home opener. Matthews, I believe, has, what, uh, 89 goals in 95 home games. So That's insane. And I mean, to give, high hope. Yeah. to give him a bit of a break, he missed last training camp with that uh, wrist surgery and only came yeah. back a few games in. So, I mean, the fact that he was able to score after six games is somewhat impressive anyway. But uh, since it was the home opener, you, we got to talk about the intros for a, just one sec because oh, yeah. it was really nice to see the boys in suits on the bench, the injured guys, right? Ben, Amirov, Minton, the newly signed Frazier Minton, uh, Lily, Dahlstrom, and, and company. So, But the one thing I got to say, Justin Hall, first one then. First one on the ice, and the crowd just completely silent. Like, if silence could kill, whew. <laughs> you know what? He kind of deserved it, and I'm glad he took it to heart and came out and was like, I'm better than that. Yeah. Trust me, and I'm not getting cut. Don't worry. So he came out, and he played a good game tonight. But I just want to go back to what you said about Tavares hitting 100. And from what I've seen from that line, I think it's possible that Willie hits, like, 40 goals this year after yeah. how he's been playing just the first two because usually he's streaky and slow to start and we don't see him pick up until like you know even december some seasons so uh to see him hot right out of the gate like this if he can keep this up my god even yeah. though he's i'm not saying like oh he's gonna score at like a crazy pace it's just that the the looks he's been getting like if those start going in oh my god yeah, you can tell he's way more aggressive on the puck. He's trying to search for pucks and not just waiting for them to come straight to him. And tonight there was a prop on TSN for, you know, over under 2.5 shots. Willie and JT each had five shots to end the first period. So that was the easiest bet ever. Congratulations on everyone who banked on that. Yeah, the Leafs really, really gave it to Washington tonight. And it was, I mean, on the shot clock, but... It's one of those things where I wouldn't say that the majority of them were quality shots. Like, what was it, 39 by the end of the game? I'd say maybe like, you know, 20 were like good shots, maybe like 15. But yeah. it's just one of those things where you can look at it and it's like, eh, they're getting goalied. No, they're not. Watch the game. Don't just look at the numbers. Gotta say though, this game was a little bit of a roller coaster ride to start too, as Mike explained in his newly posted post game article on InsideTheRink.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Leafs, you know, two twenty eight into the game takes a penalty. Yarn Croak holding the stick, and right away we get to experience that Ovi shot that luckily hits right off the post. Thank God, but. The good thing about this penalty kill is when we had a glimpse of the power kill, it finally activated. Like, oh, yeah, they were was hot the tonight. Hunt. Yeah, we were talking last night. It's like, wow, what has happened overnight, right? Like, like I said, they must have not liked being pushed around and, you know, not having things go their way. And tonight they were aggressive and getting so many opportunities on that power kill. I was happy. Yeah, and I mean, even though they weren't able to score on any of them, they killed like a solid minute of each of those penalties by just being in Washington's end. So that's always a plus, right? And my God, Alex Ovechkin, every time they play Washington, I'm always reminded this guy just doesn't ever slow down. He is still so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, I believe Ugh. in the third period, uh, when they were on the last couple power plays there, he was already or on the ice for 310, and he was taking the next power play shift as well. I was like, holy of course. shit, you are a fucking beast. <laughs> sorry, Luke, man. I know we were supposed to censor oh, ourselves. Yes. I'm so sorry for your children. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> let's do this period by period. First one, JT opens the scoring on the power play. So like we talked about, the Leafs took a penalty early on, but then Washington got one because tonight was about evening up uh, penalties that's kind of yeah. uh, early on in the season getting right back to form refs 
So this penalty, though, like Dow just randomly cross checks Matthews out of nowhere, super late, knocks him right off his feet. Yes, you call that all day long. Thank you, ref, yeah. because it led to the best power play uh, sequence we've witnessed this season yet. Yeah, in the whole, what, 70 minutes prior that they've played? Yeah, right. <laughs> Small sample size, but hey, you got to appreciate the little things here. Yeah, it's nice, like we've been saying, seeing them get back to form and what we, they showed they're capable of doing. But uh, honestly... Do you think uh, are you are you worried at all about the refing being a problem again this season? Like I know some of these calls were very blatant, but like there were some that they obviously didn't call, and then there were some that they were like clearly calling near the end to give the Leafs the edge. Like I know we'll get to that, but or to give Washington the edge. But mm-hmm. do you th- do you think like anything was done between last season and this season? Um. No, I don't think there's going to be any change. If anything, the longer the Leafs go without winning, the odds are just worse against them because of this curse. Like, I don't know. The refs, some refs have it out for the Leafs, it seems. Game management, whatever you want to call it. I'm in the camp of just accepting whatever is called at this point because... Yeah, I gotta just get over it. Yeah, I'm so I've been so hurt and bitchy and complaining, but guess what? The boys have to overcome literally everything the hardest way possible, and it's going to happen. We're going to see the shittiest things happen this season, I'm sure, but hey, we're still going to break some records. Oh no, I, I, I definitely think um all of the guys that are uh, starting to mature into their primes, which is crazy because they've been so good. But like Marner, Matthews, and Nylander are just hitting those ages now where it's like we could see them get better. And mm-hmm. they're showing that they very well could be. Hell so, yeah. Um, Washington ties it up at one. Was that still in the first? I don't have it open right now. Yeah. Leafs busy watching the puck here. I mean, you have your fourth line and third pair D pairing, you know, like, setting up this play bunting late on the check bunting shoves Hathaway right after the refs can't decide if there's going to be a penalty and this is the point where the momentum kind of changes because the Leafs were buzzing like the Leafs were looking so hot on the PK on the PP and then Dowd scores yeah they almost had a second one the Leafs before uh, Washington was able to score there was like a huge scramble in front of the net it had like a couple chances see this is why I think their shot clock uh, shot counter racked up so quick was because you know everything was a couple rebounds that they were able to try to hammer in whether they were good or not like they're still able to get it on net so every shot turned into like three or four (laughs) the beginning there exactly and the next goal for Washington you know Johansson just coming down the wing, little quick snipe, and just goes right underneath the blocker of Sammy. This was weak. Uh, this is one that Sammy should have had. And yeah. we, we all make mistakes, you know? Like, hockey is a rough sport. Like, you can't really predict perfection all of the time. But this was weak, and I was really hoping he would bounce back right after this. Yeah, and honestly, both goals Washington scored, there were not great like i would you want them back but at the same time samsonov made or samsonov made so many fantastic saves tonight that uh i think it kind of he could have let in a lot of good shots that should have gone in so to let in two squeakers if you can keep the rest of it out for the rest of the night go for it so he made it up for him I uh, saw some tweets floating around, though, that really spiked my interest because apparently over half of the five on five goals this season, the first line have been on the ice and Riley has been on for four out of five or something like that. And then I saw Dangle's tweet saying that he's been super soft in the lanes and like maybe relying on the goalie to make the save a little too much. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, so I'd I'd have to watch some replays back to see because you know Riley when we when we watch Riley we always think of that offensive side to him right not too much of his defensive play but I don't know like is he getting a little like too or was it just a one off or a I mean, couple there could off be, 
there could be a subconscious like you want to see what the new guys got you know like let him face a couple like maybe not doing it on purpose but just you're kind of you want to watch him make saves to see how he plays because they haven't really seen samsonov behind them mm-hmm. um not everybody played together and it's preseason so preseason's bullshit yeah this is the and- first time they've seen him in an nhl contest behind them so it's like let's see what happens if we miss some of these <laughs> and again like they're not making these choices but like yeah i don't know when you're out there there's things that you want to see happen right with new guys you want to see how they play and sometimes you can just kind of mentally take a back seat and it seems like he's starting to do that a little too much yeah i mean still two apples on the night uh three hits one shot uh great numbers across the board he's uh 312 on the pp and 201 on the pk so nice. yeah yeah uh big contract so glad he signed but yeah, just to end the period, 11 seconds left, and uh, Matthews actually lost the faceoff here, but Marner was able to strip that puck off a cap, rush down the ice with Ingvall. Did you see that? That two-on-one yeah. play, but Orlov was able to block that first attempt, one shot on goal. I don't know. The adrenaline was rushing because we didn't see those rush chances last night. We didn't see that high-intensity play. But the Leafs were able to end the first period with high or 11 high-danger shots to zero for the Caps. Yeah, there were so many two-on-one chances tonight. Like, the Caps were not really playing – I mean, not playing – bad defensively but they were really starting to push uh when they were behind and i think the leaves were just like fine if you're gonna pull a guy out we'll just take advantage of it they were making a lot of bad turnovers the caps i think that was their downfall tonight yeah definitely um surprising enough caps had 14 giveaways 15 for the leaps so it definitely didn't seem like that but that's one of the yeah i test things like i mean it's the way that i saw it was there was a lot of times where washington turned it over and the Leafs were able to turn that into a rush. Whereas when the Leafs turned it over, it was usually while they were trying to clear it or picking up one that Washington turned over and then losing it again in the neutral zone and it goes back to their end. So it wasn't yeah. as like dangerous as where the Leafs were able to turn it into, like you said, a high danger scoring chance. So Yeah, definitely. Numbers versus eye test. People watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> But heading into the second, you know, I re- like I wanted Samsonov to bounce back, you know, show these caps like it was wrong to not qualify him, as Nathan said in his article, and you know, prove a point on this one-year contract. And I really think he did. He held down the fort for the next two periods, and less or just three minutes in, we had Kale Yankrook scoring his first goal as a Toronto Maple Leaf. So, so ad- admittedly, yes. this is where my phone died on set while I was watching. I mean, I totally wasn't watching the game at work. Um, uh, so I didn't get to see <laughs> I didn't get to see this goal or this part of the period. So walk me through what happened. I didn't even see a replay of it. So pretty much even the replay I had cut off, uh, the play starts way before that where Morgan Riley bumps downtown Connor Brown, who is a newly acquired cat playing in Tom Wilson's right wing first line spot, by the way. That's such a weird person to see with the caps. Right. <laughs> anyway, Riley bumps him off the puck along the boards, takes control, finds Kerfoot on the on the line, gets it right on sign. And then Yarncroke on the opposite side rushes down to the net, kind of fools Orlov thinking that he had Yarncroke covered. But no, he just takes it straight to the net and Yarn- uh, Orlov looks behind him. He's like, "Uh oh, and the puck is in. <laughs> like It was nice. such a rush play and it happened so quickly. It was just like bing, bang, one little rush up and in. It was so, so nice. Such a confidence boost for the guy. Oh, love that. Uh, Yarn Croak's probably the one that I'm the most excited to see this year. I've been talking a lot about him. And the fact that we have him signed for four years means that, like, this is somebody that we should be paying the most attention to because he's going to be here. I mean, he's signed longer than anybody except Morgan Riley at this point. So, yeah, he's uh, he's part of the team now. Definitely. And uh, today on Reddit, actually, or yesterday, whenever it was, they asked, uh, who who is your favorite player that was acquired? I think it was on the NHL um, community page. And I said, Callie Yarncroke. 
and an angry Flames fan commented and tried to justify uh, how shitty he was. And and I just tried to say very politely, you know, like, I don't think the coach deployed him properly. And you, like, he just wasn't really given a chance. And he just piped right up and defended D- Daryl Sutter. And I'm like, holy shit, guy, like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Different system. It's not anything against Daryl Sutter. He didn't fit like they had a full lineup there and they were scoring like crazy and they had over 110 points like they didn't need to put yarn croak in anywhere there was no place for him whereas the Leafs need somebody that's on that kind of a contract that plays the way he does so he fits here thanks yeah we don't need him to score 50 like it would be nice if he reached 20 of course but we got him for his defensive play and his like little bit of uh, offensive touch and sorry he didn't come over to the flames and you know score every single night because people have these unrealistic ideas in their mind once you acquire a player all they're supposed to do is score yeah, and also, I mean, the Flames have been spoiled with Andrew Mangiapane on the third line last year scoring a shit ton of goals. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so their expectations of their depth guys are a little skewed. Um, yeah. So the second period, again, I missed this. So anything else of note happen? Uh, we had another Washington power play. Uh, Hall had a hold on Mantha, and we once again experienced that wide-open OV on the left side, but... Brody actually did a good job blocking his shots. I mean, one of the shots left the guy spinning. <laughs> he blocked the shot and he was just spinning around in circles. I'm like, damn, how hard was that shot? <laughs> but How many shot blocks did the Leafs have tonight? Because it was like an abnormally high number just from watching. 17. And I mean, that's quite a bit for a hit uh, for blocks in a game, no? Uh, Hall and Brody tying with four blocks apiece. That's which makes good. sense. Yeah, because Hall and Brody were the two guys tonight putting their bods on the line and blocking Ovi left, right, and center. It was so nice. <laughs> I was here for it yeah. all day long. They definitely got the chat about being defensively responsible. And uh, look, it's the early, early season, and you have guys that can score. Hey, before you guys start jumping in on the play, let's make sure that we're solid back here first because you're not allowed to jump up as the fourth guy in if you've been playing like shit on the back end all night. And yeah. I think that's kind of... that. <laughs> that's assuming what Keith told them. So they definitely smartened up on the back end and made sure that everything was locked down and uh, they were responsible back there before they jumped into the play. Um, yeah. Again, Muzzin was jumping in offensively tonight, which is good to see. Yeah, huge hit in the third period for Muzz, but just finishing off the second here, a little bit of a boring second period. There was over nine minutes without a shot on net with two minutes left into the period. And I think the fourth line was just getting under the second line skin. Um, Hathaway, Dowd, and Shiri had a little scuffle with Nylander and Tavares there. And, you know, Matthews kept getting blocked or somehow just could not get the shot off. So, you know, Toronto, six on five with 0.7 seconds left in the period, pulls the goalie just to get any sort of spark going heading into the third. But yeah, we end the period 30 to 21 in shots when the first period ended uh, 22 to 11. So that goes to show not much was going on there. Well, it's because they knew I wasn't watching and I couldn't until yeah. the third. So they held off. And they I, were I appreciate really it. Polite. Yeah. I they thought it. of you, Roscoe. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So third period comes around. And holy, this is where everything just went high octane, 10 thousand times to the max like this was great this was exciting hockey to watch this is like this is when i tweeted out you know this is a reminder that last night was boring this is what we've been missing all summer is back and forth play so uh tons of turnovers from washington's end leaves jumping on all of them like they probably had four or five two-on-one rushes in that third period yeah Uh, the only thing i mean i get that washington's trying to come back so they're they're pressing a lot harder and the leafs are trying to play a defensive game but uh, really all night, it seemed like the Leafs weren't able to get set up the way that they that Washington was in their end. I know I said this already, but there was the one power play that Washington had where the Leafs spent 
basically the whole second half of it in Washington's end. And then as soon as the power play was over and they went back to full strength, Washington controlled the Leafs zone for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What, guys, what happened? What happened to the momentum? You were better with four people on the ice. <laughs> right? How does that happen sometimes? Like when the Leafs are shorthanded, they're way better than full strength. But the Leafs did a good job with the fourth line. Like I noticed in the second period, the fourth line did not play much at all. I think they had more of a chance after the Matthews goal. They were allowed back on the ice there because they forced an icing, which left the Caps player tired in the D zone and top line jumps on. And, you know, after a few good things like that happening on the ice, Keith's like, okay, okay, do that again. Now do that again. And they get more opportunities. Uh, Speaking of Matthews goal, because we didn't talk about that. So um, Mark Giordano from the point, just absolute bullet. Somehow, three minutes later, we find out the, when the goals finally announced, I had to turn my volume up because I heard, I was like, did I just hear 34? And then I turned up for the assist and I heard <laughs> assisted by Mark Giordano. I was like, what? wait, what? And then they start talking about, yeah, it's Matthew's goal, pardon? And they go to the replay to quote Luke, man tip that with a bee's dick like (laughs) are you telling me he touched that because yeah that was the wind of his stick just like my god i can't believe this is why this is one of the things that comes out of video replay that i'm like really like you're gonna give matthews (laughs) like i'm glad matthews gets a goal but like really you're gonna give him credit for that goal what yeah Yeah. it didn't change direction (laughs) Did it like from what I saw in the replay, it was still going. It just started kind of wobbling a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it gave like, it the wobble and okay, kind of threw off um, Lindgren here. Also, just to mention, you know, five NHL games of experience in his career and has stellar numbers. Also, debuting tonight with a 958 save percentage from his career with St. Louis. I know small sample size, but damn. But yeah, no, that puck needed to wobble a little to get past him, and it did. And I'm so yeah, glad. I, I've kind of convinced myself. <laughs> I've, I've convinced myself back now that I remember what it looked like. Because once it hit his shoulder, it like kind of awkwardly wrapped around his neck and dropped into the back of the net. So really, I guess, I guess the tip did make the difference. Just the tip. Yeah. Just the tip is still no. Anyway, uh... <laughs> 150th goal uh, for Matthews in the Scotia Bank Arena. Uh, 151 for Sundin, who's the leader. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! Look who's joining. Oh, it's Darty Roder. Hi, buddy. Long time no see. How's it going, you beautiful people? Oh, man, it's... Uh, can you guys hear me? I just want to make sure my audio is good. Yeah, you're good, man. It's, uh, yeah. it's okay. pretty good. So I'm uh, coming to you guys from the basement. And um, on top of that, I'm coming to you from my phone. So you guys got like, recording studios. So this is like a... What do you call it? Like, uh, <laughs> like we're live at the scene with Darty Broder. Ooh, what's next in the dirt? And- house i think this is this is the first time you've been on the air since so we got to say a live congratulations on the uh the new one right yep the little dart is here he is uh peacefully in bed and uh my hands still reek of poo just (laughs) like the leafs did when they came into the game tonight as he touches his face for those that can't see yeah he just wiped his whole hand all over his face and he was just like (laughs) So I'll have you know for the viewers at home that, and and some of them may all understand that um, while my hands still smell like poo, I have washed them several times thoroughly. They just the, the, the lingering smell of of newborn fecal matter just. Mm, <laughs> just oh, like God. my first child who shit the bed yesterday. The Leafs shit the bed yesterday as well in their first game. So, you know, fart imitating life, right? Now, Darty, we were just talking about the Matthews goal. Did you see the Matthews goal? 
I did not see the Matthews goal. I've been, uh, I'm just here to, to, um, to offer some humorous quips and look stupid, but I leave the leafs leafing to you tonight. Okay. (laughs) So tell us how silky was that Matthews goal? It wasn't. That's what we're talking about. So basically Giordano took a shot from the point and uh, it hit. What's the goalie's name on Washington? I keep forgetting. Lindgren. Lindgren hit him like in the shoulder and kind of rolled up and over and into the net. And three minutes later on a face off, they announced it was Matthew's goal. And we see the replay and he like just stick just flips by it. And it just gave it went from like this little tiny wobble to like this wobble. And it was enough for it to go in. And they gave it to Matthews. So first goal of the season for Maddie. Hey, you know, a, a goal's a goal, a win's a win, right? Like it's uh Nope. <laughs> so the thing that got the crowd chanting for Matthews was not him scoring this tip in goal. It was for throwing an absolute train of a hit. Yeah. Oh my God. MVP. MVP. The chants were going wild after this so, huge hit. Yeah, I was I was watching it on my phone. So who was it on? Oh, again, I was watching it on my phone because the game was blacked out on my five Bell TV that I pay for. Thanks, Bell, for not <laughs> giving me the TSN game that you own. It's ridiculous. Oh, bye, Darty. So, oh, <laughs> um, this hit. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm not even too sure who the hit was on. Uh, that's how quickly it all happened. I think it was Jensen. I'm not too sure. But all I know is that feats were in the air and MVP chance started and <laughs> Matthews was not injured. It wasn't on him. <laughs> that was great. And there's one other thing that we missed that was off camera, but there was a time where the Leafs were killing a penalty in the third there where somebody went into Washington's end and hung around there for a bit. The camera, it was off camera, but the crowd was cheering for something and I never got to see in a replay what happened, but apparently there was some sort of tussle in the corner there. And I, I, I don't know. Did you catch that? I know Marner high sticked Oshi in the face. Uh, it might have been that, but Marner knew right away that he was, his face was like, Oh, sorry, man. No, it was, it was well the Leafs were already on the penalty kill and the puck had ended up in Washington's end. And uh, while they were regrouping, you could hear the crowd, but it was like it. the camera didn't have it. And there, somebody from the Leafs was skating back from the corner of Washington's end and everybody was cheering. So I wish we could have seen what happened there. Yeah, I know that Hall was blocking a ton of Ovi shots and Ovi couldn't hold the line and Marner had an empty net chance as well when he um, was activating that power kill and, you know, millimeters, it seemed, inches maybe. Oh, uh, that was so close. So close, From right? The other end. I love so, when you're like Hall was blocking shots and it's like, oh, it's, it seems like Hall doesn't do anything at all, according to Twitter. <laughs> Tonight... <laughs> Can tonight, we can we Ed's not text, make a statement? Oh, go for it. Go for it. Tonight, Ed's text, Hall and Muzzin were uh, much improved, and I have to agree. I agree, Ed. And yeah. another funny Ed's text that matched up to the the exact same thing Luke Man texted: eighty-one and one, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was predicting the shit slide. I was like, you know what? They would be very very much like the Leafs to lose just the first like five to 10 games just guys. And especially on a night where Leafs legends, Nick Ritchie and Mason Marchment have two goals each for Arizona. (laughs) Yeah. But Jake Muzzin, man, crushing Connor Brown, completely going off the skates. Once again, I'm surprised that wasn't called actually, or actually it was called interference. Um, uh, I was probably thinking of another time, but wow, I cannot believe he just trained him like that. He must have been reading yeah. the comments. 
there were a lot of big hits from the Leafs tonight. It's nice to see because it, it makes them, it's not that like we've always wanted, you know, oh, they're just going to hit more, but it does just playing more um, aggressively is going to make you a more challenging team to play against. And I think it's something that people don't expect when they come to play against Toronto. So you catch mm-hmm. them off guard. Yeah. Especially so... when it comes from Matthews. Fuck. <laughs> Um, we only have one question tonight uh, we want to no, answer. I think we have a couple. Oh, do we? Oh, I didn't get the other ones. So one um, from Discord. I have, I have um, four from Twitter. Nice. Do you want so, to do Twitter questions? Yeah. So um, this is from Jarrett, the semi-friendly ghost at big, <laughs> big AM34PP. I love it. Yes. Um, favorite roster newcomer so far. I gotta say, like, does Malgan count? Yeah, he does. Kind of. Yeah, I would say between Yarncroke and Malgan, just because of how good the second line's been—not him directly, but just the fact that it's clicking. But uh, for individual, I would say either Yarncroke or. Honestly, the two goalies have both been great. Yeah, I think Sammy was a little weak tonight, but he definitely bounced back in the second and third period and loved to see a comeback all day long. Um, It's hard to answer this question because we have so many different guys who cover different things. So Malgan was great last night. Tonight, I thought Yarncroke was even better. Um, So... You know, I'm going to go with Yarncrow because that was my original Reddit response to the NHL question. Yeah, yeah, and you make a good point about roles because obviously he has more of a chance to stand out than like a Zach Aston Reese or Abe Kubel. But I think that fourth line has been fantastic in what their role is. So um, I think they've all been great pickups. But yeah, got to agree, Yarncrow, just because of the potential there and, and again, how long we have him for, it's got to be the fave. Yeah. Next question comes from, I'm going to skip this one to see if we get Darty back. Uh, fun guy, Southpaw underscore Cal. Engvall looks like he could have used a full training camp. Kind of want <laughs> Robertson up in his spot. Fair. Yeah, I got to agree. Engvall, after what we saw him develop into last season, it's it's tough to see him kind of struggle to to get going again. Uh, but I think we'll we'll get back there. I mean, hopefully it doesn't take him a whole half a season like it did last year. But uh, training camp probably would have helped. Yeah, Ingvall really just needs to use that shot more. I mean, he drew blanks tonight on the board. He has two giveaways. That's about it. Uh, he needs to use his body, unleash the beast, as I was saying last night. You need to unleash that <laughs> fucking beast of a giraffe you are. Ingval and you will go long ways in this in this league so please we know you can do it just a little bit more aggression more confidence and honestly i think he'll look like a different player by christmas yep agree and uh darty since you're back here we got a question from uh your best friend and friend of the show run it back at tml fan and van yes. marty he asks can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, man, I love a good, I love a good WW, uh, WWF, WWE reference, but uh, mm, I don't know. Like the rock was, the rock know, was like, there. If you yeah, missed, it, he was there. Yeah, and he was jacked. Like this guy does not age. <laughs> As I said, like I'm coming to this a little blind because I've just been, you know, I got got a couple of things on the go right now that are not hockey related that uh, you know, have been kept keeping me away from the game. However, I've you know I've I'll watch the score go up and down. So anybody's like, oh, I've seen your tweets. You're talking a lot of mad shit, dirty. It's like, well, you know, I'm still watching. I'm watching from the shadows. But uh, so I may have missed that moment. But it actually brings up a funny story of I've been watching um, Disney Plus and uh, I got a lot of what the fuck I, the the game plan. I was watching the game plan. It was Stars the Rock, right? And just seeing how skinny and and he had hair. <laughs> like, look at watch the game plan, and then or even just like, like I don't know, like watch WWF and then see the Rock now. Like he is, he has gone like 
super saiyan goku black yeah. like like he's like he's on a whole different level now like it's crazy to think that like like i guess you had this idea of who he is and it's just like that's that's your your vision of you know you think okay that's the that's the rock right but then when you see how much actual change has go, he's gone through over the past like 20 years like for 30 years holy shit that guy still looks young yeah like the guy's still like he's a lot older than like <laughs> you know considering all the body changes he's gone through like if you're saying he's massive now i can only imagine how big he is he it's all about power up. baby <laughs> he grew up and became his own daddy like he yeah exactly like he looks great now i really need to know how old the rock is let's see the rocks he's got to be in his age. Like 40s or 50s he is no not the rock songs yeah fuck the rock's age <laughs> hey watch your language oh, yeah, sorry. You jabroni okay guess guys best guess did you look it up um i'm gonna say he's like 52 okay how about you darty i want to put him on the younger side just because so i'm gonna do the old price is right and say 51 <laughs> nope 50 on the dot he turned 50 this year Okay, so we were pretty close. I mean, yeah, just yeah. because we bum, know bum, how bum, long bum. he's been around, but he does not look yeah. it. Like if you were to yeah. ask, if you were to just hold up a picture of this guy and I didn't know who he was and say, how old is he? I would say, I don't know, like 36. Hawaiian blood. Yeah, he looks great. So um, I tweeted out, I'm not saying The Rock is the Leafs key to success this year, but um, he can come <laughs> back to any game he wants. Yeah. <laughs> you are now yeah. a good luck charm. Thanks, Dwayne right um so next question comes from ted hitchcock at bites at 71 do we give hall ted lasso do we give hall the norris tonight or wait till the season's over <laughs> i already drew up a copy for him i already made the order you know the <laughs> no we gotta wait guys and you know freaking out last night too like Ah, let's just take a deep breath and, you know, things will go our way. We just need to be patient and Hall looked great tonight. We can't not complain. Like two shots, two hits, four blocks, one giveaway, but two takeaways. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was gonna say like I said, they came out slow last night. Nobody was defensively responsible, honestly. And tonight they all looked better because they got a good talking to. So. Yeah, 425 shorthanded for Hall as well. Um, Brody leading the way, 501. All right, so let's go over to our questions from Discord. So, question. Question. Um, Actually, Luke Man had two questions, but we kind of already answered the second one, which was what role player so far have we been impressed by? Secondly, out of all the attendees, have we had... Of all the attendees we've had of late and its small sample size, do you think the Murray Samsonov combo looks like it could be the most solid? Question mark. If if they are both healthy, yes, because the thing that's plagued the Leafs over the last couple seasons is the only reason they've moved on to a new goaltender is because the other one got hurt and they found another one. Like this mm-hmm. is probably the I don't want to say like Reimer Bernier was a fantastic combo because neither of them were on their best game. I think when they were a tandem, uh, Bernier was pretty shaky, but um, the Leafs have gone from, you know, an injured Anderson to an injured Campbell an injured Mrazek. Like if these two guys can stay healthy, yes, this is probably the best tandem they've had. Uh, I don't know, probably ever because they don't have tandem goalies usually or well, I shouldn't say ever because they have goalie tandems that oh, yeah. have won. Uh, didn't they have a, a goalie tandem that won a Vesna? Bean is screaming their names right now. But <laughs> Roscoe, hold that thought, right? Because you you mentioned you mentioned um, uh, Optimus Rhyme and and Bernier, and yeah, I was just thinking about. It. I don't think I ever like felt too uncomfortable with those guys in net, like in the same way that I felt uncomfortable about, um, you know, say Freddie and whoever the fuck backed him up any given night, right? Like fucking Sparky or, or Hachi. Or, well, that's what I mean is like, it's, or, or, it's gone or from what the fuck's his name again. McElhaney, right? Like Hutchinson. Um, it's just, they might not have been one, a goaltenders, but like, I never felt as little confidence in them as I felt any given night with, you know, obviously Frederick Anderson 
you know, he's still a great goaltender. Um, Soupy, you know, I, I think he started off pretty rocky last night. I'm not sure if you guys mentioned that. Like, they still won, but he gave up two goals in, in the first two minutes. Like, wonderful, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine we had Soupy giving up those two goals yesterday. That would have been absolutely Death. like the icing on Dubas's cake. After like, handing him just... five times five. Yeah. 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 But anyways, go back to my point. It's just like, yeah, I, I'm maybe the grass this is, this is a grass is greener moment. I don't think I ever felt as shaky with those two, um, Bernier and Reimer, just because they, we never, the pressure was never on for them because they were never apparently these elite goalies. It was just like, hey, we trust these guys to, you know, be in net <laughs> to tend the goal <laughs> as uh, some famous guy uh, who shouts a lot on the internet and has a great Leafs blue room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also think that they were kind of there um, in the unfortunate time where the Leafs were not that focused on winning. So mm-hmm. the fact that now it's like do or die all the time, there's such uh, such more of a microscope on, I'd say, since Freddie, you know, like, yes. so uh, going back to there, it's uh, it's not that far back, obviously, but I'd say this is the most... Um, confidence i've felt in either the starter or backup or 1a or 1b whatever you want to call them like i mean when mrazic came out he played what a period and got hurt and it was like well there goes our backup like that's there's my (laughs) confidence for if campbell gets hurt for the whole season is we're fucked and we kind of were we went down to eric shalgren like he should have eric shalgren should never have been playing in the nhl i'm glad he thrived and did well with a Leafs team that was already on fire but he should never have been playing NHL games (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, honestly I agree with you Roscoe it all comes down to health because you know Samsonov he's been practicing in the summer with Shesterkin and working with the new goalie coach getting that training camp under his belt you know loving the one-year deal so why not Uh, I don't think he's had any injury stints that of any significance and his NHL records 52 22 and 8 I think yeah this is only his 90th game that's crazy I told uh, Sadi that we were at work I was like did you know this is his 90th NHL game we're like wait like actually he's played barely over a season worth that's crazy right notice funny though is i think it's just because in my head like i think he's played longer because i always get his name because it sounds so similar to like evgeny nabokov that i just assume that they're the same person like just in my head like like time length wise i'm like okay samsonov must have been around this long just gonna say because i keep getting confused with nabokov i don't even think plays anymore but like still this is in my long you know, run getting my getting my russians mixed up right yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of similar names to Samsonov, Sorokin, you know. Shesterkin. Exactly. So it's it's easy to feel like these guys have been around longer. Sorry. Kudobin. Yep. So these ins. Jeez. Didn't notice that. Abby Bullen. Abby Bullen. <laughs> okay, yeah. so uh, to wrap up the game, uh, Leafs take it away, and um, Maddie scores kind of. And thanks for the questions. I don't know what else to say. It was it was not a super satisfying win, but it's a win at home. I'll take it. Like there were some times where some things should have converted to goals and some mistakes that shouldn't happen and some calls that were kind of weak, but hey, on it's the lucky. whole everybody played well. I'm not I'm going to not be negative. I just the thing is I feel like the later we record these episodes, the like more negative I am. And I'm trying not to be because I enjoy the game. <laughs> Not only do I hate you, but I hate you more because I'm going to get significantly less sleep. Yeah. And I'm going to pass this rage onto my fellow coworkers. And it has nothing to do with the fact that Dirty Birder has been kicked out of this call five times. And I'm just thinking about how I'm going to have to edit this together somehow. But but there's no way this is worse than the last time you had to edit this because I saw the the puzzle work that you had to do. It was like, it's like one of those three puzzles or something. Whenever someone says fix it in post, don't. <laughs> Don't just so stop sorry. recording and fix whatever the problem is. Our prediction episode. So sorry, people who listened and uh, witnessed our audio issues. I don't know what happened, but my end decided to chop up into a million pieces, and Johnny had no, to do audio surgery. No, I chopped surgery. it up into a. I chopped it up into a million pieces to fix what was missing. Um, oh. But if you haven't checked it out yet, we have now done three episodes in four days. 
and is a total of like four hours of content. So if you want to hear our two hour prediction episode, that is up as well as uh, last night's postgame show. So lots to catch up on if you've been behind. And I know you are because I can see the plays on them. (laughs) Do we have time for higher lore? Yeah, we got 10 minutes. Okay. Just oh, we'll make time. We'll make time. And you're here, Darty, so I would love to hear your opinion on these. Um, just mixing in some NHL news around the league and some predictions. You know, last night, Gaudreau debuted as a Columbus Blue Jacket after signing that, you know, seven times $9.75 million annual average in the summer. Higher or lower, this is an easy one, than his previous point total of 115. Ooh. Higher or lower than 115 this year for Johnny Gaudreau on the top line, top PP Columbus brand new home. Um, I'm going to say higher asterisk oh. if Patrick Line is not out long term. If he's out for more than like, actually, I think it two didn't to three come weeks. out two to three weeks. So. Uh, I don't sprained know. elbow i'm gonna say low i'm gonna say lower just because one i will admit i have no idea why i'm saying it and i'm only doing it because <laughs> roscoe picked higher <laughs> it's probably gonna be lower i just want to say higher because Jakub voracek gets a shit ton of assists and True. if line is there um and they're feeding each other like i just think that if, if there's it's one of those situations where there's nobody else who's gonna score really like okay it's not that deep of a team so i feel yeah. like um, the opportunity is there for him to get a shit ton. Whereas on Calgary, it was very spread out. You know, there's a lot of, True. I mean, you also, it, it's also, it goes both ways where as soon as someone's getting a hundred points, obviously they're bringing other people up with them because they're assisting something or, you know, scoring off somebody else's assist. But okay. I think, I think he has the opportunity there too, but I don't know. It's going to depend on, on how line I plays this year. And, uh, yeah, the fact that their goalies are hurt, um, or I guess Corpusalo's hurt, Merzlinkas was just sick, but yeah. He's just day-to-day, I think, but still. I don't know. I'm not super high on Columbus, but I think there can kind of be a, like how when Edmonton was not put together yet and they were a two-man team, I feel like they kind of have the opportunity to do something like that and just put up a dumb amount of points while being in like, you know, 24th place or something. Fair. Yeah. So in honor of Matthew scoring his first goal tonight, higher or lower than 65 goals for Austin Matthews this year? Uh, He had 60 in 73 games last year, and now we can say that he has had, I know I said it earlier, but how many is it? It Uh, 89 in 95 at home. 150 uh, in the Scotiabank Arena. So higher or lower than 65 this year? Higher. I say higher. If we're going to call every time he swats at it and the wind <laughs> moves the puck his goal, yeah, he's going to score like so 70 plus. Right, easy. right out of my mouth. Just exactly. the tip. Just the tip. If he's going to, every time the puck goes by him, wave his stick at it and try to tip it in, and he's really good at tips like that, um, yeah, he's going to yeah. score a lot. That plus his insane shot, like... This is okay. ins- Ugh, higher, God, higher, a crazy year. Higher. Okay. Oh, everybody's I guess I saying say, seventy for him. You know, my first—I um, should have said—I think lower for Gaudreau, extremely lower. I don't think he'll even hit a hundred points. But for that's Maddie, very possible. Yeah, higher for Matthews, but not by much. It might be around sixty-six, sixty-seven mark. That's a good guess. It's a good realistic guess. We'll and yeah, on. That. On Columbus, like you're probably more right that it's going to be a shit year for those guys. But I just think like, you know, the possibility is there if those two click. We'll just have to wait and see. Aren't the Flyers like 2-0 right now? Like anything's possible. True. They did beat New Jersey tonight. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack Campbell's The Soup has begun his new journey in Edmonton. Last year, he had 31 regulation wins. This year, 
Will that be higher or lower in regulation wins with the Edmonton Oilers and their very hot power play unit? Higher. God, I hope it's lower. <laughs> it's going to be higher because, um, well, who's their backup? Uh, you either get soup or stew. Your choice. Depends how hardy you want it. Uh, Stuart Skinner is the backup. Lower. <laughs> Well, I'm talking Jack Campbell starts. Oh, starts? Yeah. So Jack Campbell's record on himself. Uh, he has to start the game to get the to get the dub. Yeah, but I'm saying like I, I don't think he's going to because okay. Deal. Um I think he's gonna get hurt in all honesty and Deal. miss enough time to not get that many wins. I don't think he's gonna get like seriously hurt, but I think, you know, he's shown that a little tweak here and there. It's goalie. It happens. I just, they all miss time. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I'm actually saying higher. I know I said lower initially, but that's just like wishful thinking. I'm going to say higher just because um, if you saw that, that new uh, profile picture of uh, Vander Kane, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Jack, Campbell. About, uh, Jack Campbell's <laughs> picture where he actually kind of looks like he's about to commit homicide. I'm like, Oh, so finally this guy's got, a fucking spine well, um, would, be, you, would have been great if you had it in in toronto but no worries go and get a frosty hand job in edmonton and, and that'll <laughs> that'll find that'll give you the chip on the shoulder that you need did you hear this report from Frege that the relationship went sour on his way out the door that yes. there is bad blood now between the leafs management and uh jack campbell what the hell happened uh it was not supposed to go like this um totally speculation i feel like some maybe internal messaging about um that was maybe gawking at what he was asking for Mm. and maybe comments about his play versus what him and his agent were asking for maybe got back to him and he's like what like fuck you guys that's the only thing i can see happening just given the situation like he was asking for a lot of money and the leafs really lowballed him um, I think they both had very different valuations of where the other one was at. So I okay. think some things might have been said that uh, whether they were to each other's faces or behind their backs that they found out about. And, you know, uh, it wasn't a good situation. Anytime people were that far apart and valuing themselves, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's tough. My- well, it's like also for him, it's a decision between money and legacy, right? And like, knowing the Leafs, as much as it's like, oh, there's this chance that you could be the, the winning goaltender uh for the first time in since 1967 just got to take a haircut yeah but it's also a chance that you just embarrass yourself like you did yesterday you know in the first mm-hmm. two minutes and then you end up not being that guy and you also take less money right so i get where he's coming from like just go to edmonton take the money you know whether you win or you lose like the money's always there it does kind of seem like a cop-out but hey like you know <laughs> i'm building a basement right now and i'm losing my my shirt so i'll tell you right now i i, I would take the money over being the winning goaltender <laughs> well, the look, Trauma, please. It's, it's easy to to take the haircut to come win somewhere when you're Mark Giordano or Jason Spezza who have made 30, 20, 30, 40 million dollars over your career. But when you're Jack Campbell, who's made like a collective million or two in your entire like nine seasons since you've been drafted or 10, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. Like take the money and, you know, make what you intended to in making this your career so okay you're, you're asking him to believe in himself and the team enough to, to take that risk right right and it's like he obviously knew no you know knowing how things go that the the risk of embarrassing himself and making less money you know like look how this city like after yesterday's game including myself like i am terrible for this it's just tearing a strip off this team like you know good riddance but also like Thank God you got out of here, Jack, because like, <laughs> like the money is going to uh, wipe those tears away no matter what happens. Yep. And including wiping tears away, I think Evander Kane will also be wiping tears with those huge stacks like in that meme, uh, which means <laughs> I believe they will get higher than 31 regulation wins under Jack Campbell as well. So just soup. soup. Uh, just moving on, and I wrote these last night, so bear with me. Uh, Cole Caulfield 
supposed 30 gold score the gold caulfield right you know, you know just in honor of last last season uh, roscoe you you had the bet he was scoring 30 and then he got sent down to the ahl got called up and went on a little bit of a scoring streak when the coaches changed see so, had they played him properly my prediction would not have been <laughs> off so if i know where soon. you're going with this yes he's going to do it this year Okay, and I have the number as 27 just because last year his total was 27, but now he has seven goals in nine games against the Leafs, nine points total. So easy, higher or lower than 27? Or is he only a Leaf killer? No, he's going to score 30 because there's a lot more help there. Look, I think Montreal's closer to turning their shit season around than most teams coming out of last place are like they the additions of of um kirby doc and uh who else did they put in there that was um shit there was one other one there last night monahan thank you thanks yeah so those guys i think are gonna bring a lot to um the development there like and speed things up they're good right now suzuki's good now caulfield has the chance to be good immediately and i mean they just added slavkovsky and Gooley and all these other guys i think the canadians are going to turn this around real quick so and if they can find some good goaltending somewhere in the season through either a trade or some exactly. else's misfortune because right now you know they're stuck with with you know paul allen who's got a great uh paul allen. <laughs> he's got a he's, he's got a great business card but uh you know if they can find one other goaltender like or even if they can get some sort of deal like for you know I don't think I don't think uh, Allen's going to be your your saving grace there. Yeah. He's, again, he's just a really good placeholder who's going to, you know, tend to the goal. He's not going to you're not going to do you too many favors. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll eat I'll eat shit. But um, but between him can, and you know, Sam Montremblant, I don't see it happening. Exactly. So if they can, if they at some point they can they can uh, fan dangle, you know, bamboozle somebody for some tendies. They're they're a playoff team, like they're a wild card team. They're, I don't I don't think they're going to go deep, but uh, I think they're they're just a goaltender away from you know getting in that wild card spot. You know what I mean? Like just somehow sneaking into the playoffs. Okay, last one really quick before we wrap up. Uh, just in the honor of tonight's game, Ovi is on track to score fifty goals in one year for the tenth time of his career. Uh, do you think he's going to be scoring 50, so higher or lower than 49.5? On who, sorry? Ovi. Ovi. Um, the GOAT. With how I saw him playing tonight, yeah, I, I think he's going to hit 50 this year. Uh, last year was like his uh, slow, taking a taking a little seat, back seat, because he was down a lot of his team for <laughs> last year, so uh, I think this year he does it. Okay. I'm going to say lower, and here's why. And this is like, this is, this is going to hurt only because like when I say it, I don't want to feel bad later in the season. But this game is only getting faster. These kids are only getting younger. The great one said it himself, right? Like when it came to uh, you know, him in his advanced years in the game, it's like you know this used to be like a this <laughs> this used to, used to be like a weekend for me, you know, like <laughs> these points, right? <laughs> and um, I think that there's the, the longer Ovi stays in, the longer Ovi plays the way he does. There's there's a there's a chance that like, you know, an injury. There's a big chance for you know pulling something, you know, something to go wrong. He's not young, you know. I know he's great, got great fitness. He's got a kind of a bit of a dark cloud hanging over his head right now too, because you know just like old Tom Brady, you know, with his divorce going on, Ovi's got uh, Vladimir. Pooty poo in the background as well, right? Like that's not going away anytime soon. So if you don't think that that you know any any crap in the news that comes up, you think that won't affect Ovechkin um, morally and mentally? Like you're, you're kidding yourself, right? This this Good point. that war in, the war in Ukraine has not stopped. All right, shout out to the the fellas in Ukraine fighting fighting the good fight. All right. Um, yep. So. Uh, Again, I still like Ovi as a player, but I just think that there's a lot of, I said, physical and mental things going on, uh, on and off the ice that could end up by the midway point of the season taking him off of his uh, off of his guard, and that's why I want to say lower. But hey, he's also he's also Ovechkin, <laughs> so there's you know I I will most likely be wrong, and Roscoe will will 
take the points here. <laughs> no, we'll see. Uh, honestly, I think it could go either way. You're right that there's a lot of distractions for him that uh, could get in the way of the season. But, I mean, he's been pretty good about keeping his head down on it so far. Um, Guys, without we, looking it up, I just want to ask you one question before we leave. Okay. Because Connor McDavid scored four points last night, had a hattie. He reached 700 points in his career. Do you know how many games it took him to reach 700? And what is your best guess? 700 points? Yes. 357. Okay. How about you, Darty? <laughs> you know, okay, I'm not <laughs> saying this just because, but it was around the area I was going to say, so I am saying three. I'm going to say 350. <laughs> you, you guys dick. are so generous. It was 488. So he has 700 in 488. I know games. I was being a little low bally there, but I don't know. I thought it was some freaky like he did it. Yeah, crazy. he's so he's so good, right? Like yeah, they, he hasn't It's won not uncommon yet, that but... he has like a 4-point yeah. lead, so Yeah, over 200 points are actually 212 points more than games played that's still pretty freaking amazing oh, so yeah. yeah just we need to say that on our pod i wonder we leave. i wonder what the ratio is if you take off like the first 100 games you know yeah. right because he had that just the warm-up games and you know the injury to start his career yeah can you see that by the way what there's no way you can check that okay anyway oh. Sorry, sorry. No. Um, just got to say before we go here, um, the Rangers slapped Minnesota 7-3. to That was not expected. I mean, I know the Rangers are a really good team, but I was expecting a lot out of Minnesota. Holy, that's a Flurry. bad Flurry's letting loss. me down. Yeah. So maybe it's good um, I didn't pick up Eric's and Eck today. Or... <laughs> <laughs> and then we had, uh, yeah, Philly slapped New Jersey 5-2. Um, Calgary's currently up 3-1 over Colorado, which is interesting. And uh, Pittsburgh beat Arizona 6-2. Florida beat the Islanders. I don't know. That's all I got. So it's not all bad in the Leafs Nation. You know, like we got the grass is not greener. No, Ottawa lost to Buffalo 4-1. <laughs> Tyler that to Foley. Buffalo powerhouse. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Who's We're their just captain ramp- again? Can we end with that? Who the hell is their captain? <laughs> Who? Buffalo? <laughs> yeah. Kyle Ocposo. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know. Long is that what we're receiver? ending this with? <laughs> Are we putting some respect on Ocposo's name? Like, <laughs> Look, I, I commend the fact that he had a really, like, should have been a career-ending eye injury, and he's still playing. So I got to commend the guy's drive for... Uh, for getting back out there and still playing after what happened. Don't look it up if you're um, grossed out by things, but I'm pretty sure he took a puck to the eye. Ooh. Ooh. Like, I think it was four, five years ago, maybe even longer ago. But yeah, the fact that he's still back playing after that is nuts. It was when he was with the Islanders. You know what, Johnny? What's a little gore on Halloween, all right? Like, we're getting pretty close to All <laughs> Hallows' Eve. Yeah, yes. man, we got to do a uh, Halloween candy uh, breakdown episode soon. Anyway, we're rambling. Get out of here. Go have a good night. We'll see you after the next game. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Leafs Check out Inside Light the Night. Rink. Thanks for jumping in, Darty. We're presented by Inside the Rink. I was getting to that. Let me finish. I was probably going to forget. Thanks. <laughs> Inside the Rink. Check it out. Yeah, my outro is not going to work. That's okay. Night, night. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs>